0: Hey, hey! welcome back to Parentheses the Podcast. My name is Belle and this is my podcast where I talk about business, copywriting, marketing, books I'm reading, um, pretty much anything I feel like talking about. And today I'm hopping in with something that is fresh on my mind. I'm recording this um, as usual uh, ahead of the Monday that these go out. And so the Canada-Belgium game um, has just happened in the past couple days, and oh my word, it was quite the show, folks. And of course, I am talking about the World Cup and the fact that um, the men's team has made it into the World Cup for the first time since, I believe, the 80s, and it is very, very exciting. Um, They are showing up, that was their first game against Belgium, and um, Belgium is one of the, I think they're the second ranked team in the world. And then I believe Canada is like 30 something in the world, um, ranked globally. Um, so for them to show up the way they did, uh, was truly phenomenal. I really honestly can't stop thinking about it. It was such an exciting game. Um, I was messaging somebody and they made such a, a perfect comment. They said, I've never felt so proud and so upset at the same time because while they put on such an incredible show and played so, so well, um, they did lose one nothing, which was very much a bummer, um, but uh, really, really uh, such a great uh, game to watch. It was so exciting. I watched it completely alone in my apartment because it was in the middle of the day And, um, I wanted to watch it live because I knew I was going to be getting messages. I probably wouldn't be able to like hide from the score. So I was like, I want to watch it live. So I moved some meetings around, um, just allocated some time later in the day to get some work done and watched it. Um, and I was like pacing around the house and like yelling at the TV, like I was getting so into it and it really, uh, it was so exciting. Anyways, that is something that I've been thinking about a lot, um, in the past few days and I'm very much looking forward to their next game, which is this weekend, which will have just happened, um, when this comes out on Monday. Um, so yeah, very, very, very excited to watch that and really so hoping that they get a goal because Canada has never scored a goal in the men's world cup, um, because when they played last time, last time in the World Cup, they never ended up getting a goal. So, really, really hoping they score. Honestly, their coach John Herman is so phenomenal, and he's just it seems like he's leading a really, really incredible group. This, uh, this this team, um, is just looking so amazing. Alfonso Davies obviously was phenomenal, um, but so, so many of the players were incredible, and it was so fun. So. Anyways, the World Cup, I'm feeling really conflicted about being super excited about it this year, to be perfectly honest, because there has been a lot of drama about it, and um, I'm feeling a little conflicted, because obviously I'm so proud of Canada for getting in, and I'm so, you know, it's so exciting to have a fun sport event to watch, but it's also really tough with a lot of the news coming out about um, some of the corruption and some of the, the like, news um, situations that are coming out of um, the... Uh, stadiums and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I'm feeling a little conflicted, but overall, I'm just trying to really focus on being proud of the Canadian team and um, really just, yeah, um, cheering them on and getting excited about it as much as possible. Anyways, just wanted to touch on that before I hop into the rest of the show today. Um, I have a lot of personal updates. Um, I have like a lot of things to share, a lot of things to say. And so I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to dive in. Um, First, I want to talk about something that I have been doing a lot this week because in the past few weeks, and I've maybe touched on it uh, in some past episodes, I've been feeling a little bit like a little bit blah. I think it's just the shift in seasons. We're not like quite in Christmas. It's not like December yet. Um, Although very close and I am starting to watch more Christmas movies and, and I'm very much getting excited to be in the Christmas spirit, but it's um there, yeah, it's just, it's tough when it gets dark at 5 p.m. And I, I know this is all very normal. This isn't like a unique thing that I just alone am experiencing. Um, but people are busier. People are more stressed about budgets and stuff. And myself included, uh, you know, with lots of holiday things coming up and travel and all that kind of thing. So just lots of stress. It's a little bit darker. I'm feeling a little more blah. And so this past week, I really romanticized my life. And I'm gonna share a couple things that I did that I think um, were super helpful and really like helped me get excited, helped me have something fun that was going on, um, helped kind of shift me out of a funk when it needed to. Um, and one of those things is I went to the farmers market last weekend and picked up a bunch of ingredients for dinner. And. In Calgary here, because it's obviously freezing cold um, in the winter, <laughs> there is indoor farmer's markets, uh, which is super fun, and um, they're more like they stay there all, um, I don't know if it's all year, but I think it's all year, um, but the the stands like stay set up, and there's a lot more, um, like there's cafes, there's restaurants you can kind of, not restaurants, but like places you can pick up food for lunch, stuff like that, as well as little stands that sell like gifts or um produce or, you know, baking or anything like that. So we went there last weekend and it was so, so fun. It was such a great spot to wander around. There was like Christmas music going and they had it all decorated. Um, It was such a good time. It was very romanticized, your life type vibe, the things you see, you know, on Instagram or on, you know, when people are talking in movies about (laughs) these cute little, um, like outings they do. This is very much like that and really got me in the spirit, really got me excited. And it was so fun to pick out things that we like knew we were going to have that night for dinner. And we also went and just got groceries as well that day, which was less fun because obviously you're just picking up normal things. Um, but it was really fun to hit the uh, farmer's market as well because we picked up a pot pie, which we had for dinner this week. And then we also picked up some salmon burgers, like fresh salmon burgers that were fresh made from, um, one of the sands and I made them for dinner and they were so tasty like so so good Um, I made them with some um, potatoes and like vegetables like uh, like grilled vegetable type thing Um, I have to say the potatoes were not as good as I wanted them to be but the salmon burgers were incredible we had that with um, some greens and stuff and it was so tasty and it really really definitely felt kind of fun and like main character energy you know so that was one thing and that was really really nice so definitely recommend like farmers markets or even like picking up ingredients specifically for one meal um, is super super fun I think because it just I don't know it makes you feel kind of like you're in Europe and you're like picking up ingredients at a local market like just for that day um, I don't know there's something really nice about it the other thing that i did that i honestly wish i did more i've decided i need to do this way more it's so easy it's not super expensive um and it's so freaking fun um so sorry um energy is all over the place today um so what i did is this past weekend i had like the whole evening um uh, Josh was roughing, and a whole bunch of friends were kind of busy and like had different plans. And so I was like, okay, so I kind of have this whole evening, um, to myself. And I was like, what do I kind of want to do? And, um, we had dinner plans for like later in the evening, but I didn't have any plans for like the actual, I don't know, larger portion of the evening. Um, so then I was kind of thinking like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And sometimes it's nice to just get out of the house. So like, maybe I'll go out of the house. And for some reason, I'm not really sure why, but I really felt inspired to like, dress up and I was like maybe I'll just like dress really nice and I'll go to a coffee shop or something and like get some work done or I don't know I mean I don't (laughs) I don't I know that not everyone thinks getting work done um at a coffee shop on the weekend is like fun but I was like "Ah, maybe I'll do that anyways I'm like getting ready I'm playing some music I did my hair like full-on like curled every single piece of it If you are a girl with long hair, especially thick long hair, you understand that that is a process. It takes a while. It is not something I do all the time. Um, In fact, I do it quite rarely, (laughs) but it was so nice. I had music going. I think I was listening to Taylor Swift, which, you know, of course, and I was just like grooving and um, put on a really cute outfit. And I was like, I'm really like feeling, feeling myself, like feeling this evening. And I was like, okay, well, what do I want to do? And it was kind of like happy hour time. I think it was around like five and I was like, hmm, like coffee shop, I'm not really in the mood for a coffee. It's like definitely getting further into the evening because, um, you know, getting ready took a little longer than I was expecting. And so I ended up going to a little brewery spot uh, right near my place. So I didn't have to walk super far, which was very nice because uh, we only have one car and um, my partner had it that evening. And I ended up going t- and took my Kindle with me. And I was like dressed all cute and went and sat at the bar of this cute little Brewery pub vibe. Um, And I mean, just to be clear, I wasn't like wearing heels and everything. I wasn't like dressed to the nines, but I just was like dressing cute, had a nice outfit on, had a cute sweater, and went and sat and had a beer at the bar um, and read my book for like over an hour and a half. It was so incredible honestly, I had one drink the entire time and maybe, maybe they were annoyed, but I don't think they were like, it wasn't like it was packed and I was very low maintenance. Cause I was just reading my book. Um, yeah. And I just had, I had some water, had a beer and just read my book and absolutely had the best time. And then later we went and grabbed some dinner, um, which was delicious. We, I had a a fried chicken sandwich from another cute little spot that we hit and it was just like a lovely lovely evening but honestly I really need to just go out and it could be a coffee shop or a cute bar or something and just read my book like go out in public and read my book because I love reading and I find myself so so often I only end up reading like before bed so it's like I'm in bed the lights you know lights off it's dark and I'm kind of like winding down with my kindle um But I love reading and like, why wouldn't I do it a little bit more? And why wouldn't I do it out of the house at somewhere fun with like a fun drink or a snack or something like that? So was feeling just very main character, very fun, um, little solo activity. And it really reminded me how awesome those little, little activities, like super inexpensive, super, um, you know, low energy type, uh, activities, well, not low energy, you know what I mean. like low effort is more what I was looking for. Low effort activities that is so, so nice. So relaxing. Um, I'm like, this is the time when I can do those things. So anyways, was feeling really good about all of that. And if you are looking for some ideas, how to romanticize your life as we are heading into some darker, darker evenings and darker mornings, which I know I've been struggling with a little bit, um, it is, uh, those were some things that I did this past week that really, really helped um, watching the World Cup, um, going to the farmer's market and going and reading my book um, out at a restaurant was so, so great. Anyways, speaking of reading, um, I have some book fun updates for you. And I'm pretty, pretty excited about one of them and pretty not excited about another one. <laughs> so I'll start with the first one. Um, I got really inspired by a friend of mine last week who was talking about how she had joined a um, an in-person book club. And I was like, oh, that's so, so fun. Like I was asking her about it, kind of hearing more about the book they were reading recently and that kind of thing. And I thought, this is someone who doesn't live close to me, by the way. Um so I was just texting them and I was thinking about it. I was like, "Oh my goodness, I live in a new city. I mean, relatively new. And I was like, why have I not tried to find a book club yet?" And I was thinking to myself, "Probably because for many years now, um we've been doing so many like Zoom or virtual book clubs and there's a lot of like Instagrams that kind of act as book clubs or podcasts that kind of act as a book club." Um and I just had never really thought of trying to find an in-person one. I was like, honestly, um, that sounds like the dream. You just do exactly what I did this past weekend. <laughs> I went and read my book um, at a bar. I, You just do that, but with friends. And instead of actively reading the book, you talk about the books. I was like, that sounds like a dream. And so I was trying to kind of look around and find one. So I was kind of on the hunt this past week. And um, I was looking around and I found a few that were like, just not really for me there was a lot of ones like for specific um neighborhoods or maybe like you know there was like a mom's one for at school and stuff and I would find these Facebook groups and stuff like that and none of them were really standing out and then I went to look on Instagram and I have to say Instagram is a really good search tool every once in a while depending on what you're looking for it's a really good I don't know thing to look through and and find things on Um, and I found the Calgary Reads book club and their first, the the you know their next meeting was um, is coming up this weekend, um, so it's on Sunday. So again, I will have just just uh, done it when this uh, podcast comes out. But I reached out and I am going, and I am so excited, a little bit nervous, as you know we all are when we go do something new. Um, and I'm I'm trying to keep really low expectations or or kind of just zero expectations. Like I don't um you know need to. You know, have it be anything specific. Sometimes I find if I build up too much of a story in my head about how it's going to go and um, all of that, then sometimes I can psych myself out a little bit. Believe it or not, even though I'm very chatty in person, I do get a bit anxious and nervous to meet new people and, and try new things. Um, but I am really, really looking forward to it. Everyone who I've interacted with on their Instagram, um, account has been super, super lovely. Um, the, how they kind of talk about it is it's a book club for bookstagrammers, but even though I don't really think of myself exactly as a bookstagrammer, I do obviously talk about books a lot. I'm a big reader, big fan. <laughs> um, so I was really excited to see that a lot of people are people who like share their recommendations on Instagram and stuff like that. So I followed a couple people and I'm really excited to meet some new new book friends and talk about uh, the, the book of the month. And honestly, it's so cool. They meet at different like restaurants and breweries every month. Um, and I'm just so excited, honestly, just so excited to try new things. I know that I've talked about that a bunch on the podcast, just how valuable it is to always be trying new things if you can, and, and stepping outside of the comfort zone every once in a while. And I think this is going to be that. So I will give you an update, of course, once I have had my experience and I'll I'll let you know how the first, my first little meeting went. Um, but I'm really excited. I just, I love talking to people who love books. I love (laughs) getting new recommendations and I love going to cool local food places. So, um, this seems like it's going to be good, (laughs) but the bad news about the book situation is that The book that is on the list for this book club for this month is My Policeman and I did read it because I'm crazy and I decided to read a book in one weekend to try to make sure that I had enough time um, to think about it a little bit before I head into this coming weekend with the, the meeting and or the I don't really know what do you call it a book club meeting I guess it's a meeting. I'm not really sure. But, um, as I was reading this book, My Policeman, which, um, also is a new, I think it's a movie. Maybe it's a series. I kind of think it's a movie on, oh my gosh, I hope it's not a series. Um, I think it's a movie on prime, uh, video, I think. Um, and it, it features Harry Styles, um, which is what a lot of people are talking about. And Harry Styles was on the cover of my Kindle version that I ended up buying. Um, so here's the thing. This book has had such potential. The story itself seemed like it could be really interesting, really dynamic, um, you know, really like character driven. The whole premise of the book is about this kind of these three different people in, I want to say it's like the 50s, 60s. um, I should know this because I did just read it, um, but like around that time-ish. And um, one of them is a policeman, and he is gay and um, has uh, feelings for this museum curator. And also um, has this relationship with this teacher, this woman. um, And it's just this whole story of like all three of them and like their relationships, all three of them. And it kind of hops back and forth forward um, in time and has um, different like points of view. So you get to hear from both the teacher, the woman, and the museum curator, um, the man, who are both in this relationship with this policeman. One of them is actually married to him. One of them is in love with him, those kinds of things. So I'm not going to give like too much more away because honestly, there's not really too much more to give away. Like it's, it's not a really interesting story. Um, and I hate to say it because I had, I did have high hopes to be perfectly honest. And because there's like obviously so much, so many interesting pieces in this book, right? There's the whole, the historical, um, Element to it. There's the interesting, like relationship dynamics. There's like characters and like you know what people believe love should be and relationships should be, and um, it's quite sad, right? There's all the sadness of like people not being able to love who they love, and and all the the secrecy and the the awfulness that came with that um, at that time period and that kind of thing, and it's it's very sad and it's very um, slow. And that's kind of it. Like I wasn't blown away. Um, the writing was all right, but I don't know. I really was not blown away. I gave it a two. (laughs) Like I really, I was kind of unimpressed. The ending, especially, I was like, that's it. Anyways, I'm not again, going to give away exactly what happens or like exactly what the relationship kind of evolves and grows into with all the different people. Um, so you can read it if you'd like to, I'm not going to give all that away. But as I said, there's really not that much to give away because really not that much happens. And, um, I think for me, the big thing was that I really didn't like any of them that much. I think when it's a big character story that's super, super slow, that nothing really happens, that's just really sad, um, you need to, like, really care about the characters or, like, care about at least one of them, um, and I really didn't care that much about any of them. I found them all really annoying, um, especially the policeman character, um, I really did not like him. I was finding him very irritating the entire time. Um, and what's tough is I've, I've talked about in different books, I was talking about, you know, in thrillers, oftentimes if there's like an ensemble cast in a thriller or a mystery or something, um, the author will really try to make it so that you don't like all, any of the characters, but like you're not supposed to really like any of the characters. Whereas with this book, I feel like, and maybe this is just how I was feeling, I'm not actually sure, but I felt like... um, you were kind of supposed to like the characters or supposed to like some of them. And I just didn't. And so I was like, um, I feel like they're trying to make me feel all these feelings about them or or feel like they're a good guy or something, but I just didn't. And so maybe to me, that was like where the difference was. Um, anyways, I am done talking about it, but that is the book that I'm going to go talk about at the book club. Um, I've heard a lot of people also did not like it, or at least that's what people have been kind of saying on Instagram, but a few people have posted saying they did really enjoy the story and that they found it really interesting and really were fascinated by the character development and stuff. So I guess it'll be a good conversation. I'm very curious. And um, yeah, so that is my book update for the week. And I think without further ado, I'm going to hop into the topic of today's episode. Um, Hold on, I'm going to take a quick sip of my water. Okay, so the business side of this podcast episode is all about the tools I use in my business. And I thought I would put together, I literally just did a brain dump. Um, So (laughs) I'm gonna go through every single thing on the list, but they are in no particular order. This is not like order of how much I use them or how much I like them or anything like that. Um, But I did put together this awesome list. It is full of things. It's full of uh, Chrome extensions, full of tools and softwares, um, recommendations of things that I have trialed and errored in my business. Um, And I'm gonna provide some detail on each of them and like why I like them, or what features, you know, they really have or what I use them for, things like that. Um, So feel free to take notes. Feel free to message me anytime through my website, bellwhite.ca, or through my Instagram, uh, bellwhitecreative, to ask me any questions about any of these. I don't have any codes or like discounts or anything like that. I just love giving people recommendations and referrals for things that help make um, either running a business easier or um, working on creative projects easier um, or even um, programs that you just are looking for for referrals for other people. So anyways, always feel free to reach out. I love talking all things tools. Okay, so we're going to start with something I definitely do use every day, which uh, is Canva. And I know I have talked about Canva on the podcast before. Uh, Canva is a tool. It's a graphic design tool. It's actually really, really interesting. It was created by someone who wanted to create um, an alternate to things like the Adobe products that are often a bit more expensive, a little harder to use. Um, Well, not harder necessarily, but just Well, yeah, definitely a bit harder, but just you have to really understand how to use them for them to work for you effectively. So Canva is like your all-in-one design everything tool. And there is a free version. Uh, I have not used the free version for, I want to say two years. I I buy the annual subscription because I use it that much. It's super, super worth it for me. Um, I think I pay... I have to go back to look at it, but I think I pay 150 a year for it. Um, and that is like, it's better because it's annually. I think it might be a little bit more if you pay monthly, but I just pay for it annually um, because I use it all the time for literally everything. Um, I design, um, Uh, social media graphics. I design um, Pinterest pins. I design um, little things to put in emails, like little graphics I put in emails or in documents. I design actual documents on here. I design infographics. I design everything literally everything <laughs> and they have amazing templates uh like really really incredible ones um and you can share designs that you create so if you're working on something and you want to share it um you know with a client or with someone uh with a friend or something like that um you can send them templates you can like copy the link as a template so that they can open it in their own version of Canva and um edit it there which is really really cool it's a really handy handy aspect of the of the platform and, um, yeah, as I said, the free version, I haven't used it in several years, but I did use it for probably about a year and a half before I invested in the paid version. And, um, it was awesome. It doesn't have quite as many like tools available or quite as many assets that you can use quite as many templates, but, um, yeah, obviously the functionality is different. It is free, but it is, uh, it is still a super, super valuable tool. Even the free version from when I used it. And yeah, I would just highly, highly recommend for anything. I actually do printing and stuff through them as well. So they, um, I've ordered business cards from them once before, uh, would definitely do it again. They sent me, um, my business cards all printed out nicely in a recycled paper, um, package with recycled, um, Uh, what do you call it? Like packing little paper, you know, how you have to like pack uh, things tightly in little boxes. They had it all packed with really eco-conscious with like old recycled paper. It was super, super cool. They had a handwritten note in there. I'm not sure if they do that for everybody or anything, or if it would happen again, if I ordered again, I'm not sure if it was just because it was my first order, but you can print through them and um, they have really high quality paper and all that kind of thing. So really, really recommend um, use it all the time. The next thing on my list is... Um, let's go with the other thing that I use all the time. Maybe we, we will kind of use that as the general rule for the first bit. Um, the other thing that I use all the time, which is also a, a software tool is Asana. Asana is how I run my entire life. Asana is my organization tool of choice. And, um, so if you've ever used something like, I'm trying to think of a lot of other ones, there's like ClickUp, there's Monday.com. There is Trello, is kind of like it. There is um, Notion, is very similar as well. So all of these tools are really built to be like project management and organization tools. And for some reason, I just ended up really being attracted to Asana. I think it's because I was a really big fan of Louise Henry, and still am a huge fan of hers on social media. She's an entrepreneur who helps businesses. Um, uh, with like technical or digital tools that help them grow their businesses so that she has courses on things like Asana and things like Kartra, um, things like Squarespace. So she does really amazing courses on a lot of these really handy tools that help, um, help you build out your, your, um, help you build out your business. Uh, so I was a really big fan of hers on social media when I was kind of starting to shift and I'm not sure if everyone hits this point, but I definitely did where I really needed to scale to a digital task tracker or a digital organization hub, because I had a, I was one of those people that bought those indigo planners. We all know the ones, the <laughs> those indigo planners that have like all the different months marked out. And, um, you can write in your tasks every week. You can write in your schedule for every month. Um, I was a religious user of these planners for years and years and years through school, through business and work. And eventually <laughs> I was starting to realize, if you've ever seen my printing, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, I was starting to realize that uh, it was taking me longer to have everything written down than it would, um, like I was, I was actually being less efficient by writing everything down and having it all in a paper version uh, than having it all in a digital space. And at that point, the digital organization and task you know, tracker space was getting really big and I was following Louise who I highly recommend great little extra tip in there is to check out Louise Henry. Um, but I was following her and she had some courses on Asana and I didn't invest in her course right away or anything. I did eventually, uh, myself just because I really wanted to, um, utilize the tool as much as I could, but, uh, you definitely don't absolutely need to, if you're just wanting to get started on a organization tool, there's no like course needed. There's a million YouTube videos of like how to do it. Um, but what i did is i just kind of got started i opened a free asana account and started mapping out some of my projects digitally and it's like little checklist type structure, which I really, really like. I love a checklist. I love being able to see everything visually, move things around really quickly, um, and keep everything really nice and clean and tidy and efficient, which is what I was looking for compared to my uh, paper planner, which was starting to get really messy. And I was starting to like miss things if I forgot to, um, you know, take the time to write out all the information instead of just like pasting a link to the email that provided all the info I needed. So little things like that really updated my productivity in my business and my work. And I've been using Asana now for years. I wanna say probably like three or four years. I've been fully virtual on it and I love it. You can organize different projects. Um, I am still to this day on the free version. This is one of those free tools that is just so incredible. And I don't see myself upgrading anytime soon. Mostly the paid versions are for like big corporate teams that need like reporting features and all that kind of thing. But for me, I just love it. I keep track of everything in it. And um, if you are looking for an organization tool, I always tell people, just go with the one that you feel is the easiest to use or that you have the most experience in. Um, Do not think that, you know, one of them is going to solve every single problem. There's always going to be pros and cons. Um, There's always going to be things that like I look at Notion and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love how you can be so custom But then I'm like, well, then I have to move everything over. And what if I just want to create something simple? Um, And, you know, there's like all these things that, you know, don't work the same as they do on Asanas and I'd be kind of adjusting my systems a bit. So... Just, yeah, people ask me all the time. They're like, well, which one is the best or which one should I get? And I have to say, it really is just about like, what are your main priorities when it comes to a productivity tool? Look for the one that has those features and honestly just commit to one and just go all in and don't move around a bunch. <laughs> I've used a whole bunch of them for different clients and stuff. And, um, Uh, They're easy to learn. Like once you've learned one, they're really easy to learn all the other ones. But overall, just do not like move around a ton um, and change it up because there's always going to be some features that work a little bit better on one. Um, But overall, they are very, very similar all across the board, all the different tools um, that do kind of that same thing. Okay, moving on from Asana. This one's kind of quick. Uh, anyone who is wondering what kind of accounting or bookkeeping software I use, I use QuickBooks. I think a lot of people do. I think it's a pretty normal one <laughs> to use. I got like a, a deal at one point where I got a little bit of a discount for my first six months or something. And then now I just pay monthly and it is great. I send invoices through it. It's how I keep track of my um, the money that I've made through the year. And it's what I hand over as far as like a profit and loss statement, that's what I hand over at the end of the year to my, um, accounting partner. Um, and then that's how I keep track of everything. It's pretty basic. I would say that, uh, there are only so many and I know that, um, there's lots of like newer ones coming up, but overall I just, I think QuickBooks is definitely efficient for what I need it to do and it's a pretty common one that um, works with a lot of different like integrations and people are really familiar with it. So if you work with an accountant and stuff like that it's really like most people are super super familiar with it especially if you don't have a ton of um, like custom things you need tracked or anything. So anyways that's the basic one but I just want to let you know in case you were wondering. Okay next is a bit of another, another one I use every day. Let's, let's say that another one I use every day is Google suite. So Google suite is of course, um, covers Gmail, um, Google docs, Google sheets, Google drive, all that kind of stuff is all under Google suite. I have several different Google suites. I have a personal one. I have a couple different ones that I'm a part of for different clients. And, um, it's great. It's fantastic. I know that it can have glitches sometimes. Uh, They've been doing some updates over the past while and I have noticed some of my files will like kind of glitch or um, look weird for a second. Then I have to reload and then it looks fine. Um, So that's a little bit annoying, but overall I just love it so much. And I love the way Gmail is organized. I love that it integrates with so many things. Um, I just, I really, really like it. I know some people have like kind of torn feelings on it but I'm I'm quite a big fan I really like that I can access it from any device if I just sign in um so I can you know access things um on my laptop that I you know might uh have put on my on my different computer or or phone or whatever so it's really really helpful I think if you are a small business owner it's kind of a um a go-to, like Google Docs is my entire life at this point. And so um, but one thing I was gonna mention that I'd use every single day without fail and is kind of um one of those things that not everybody uses and I would really highly recommend you try it is in your Gmail, um, and I use Gmail for everything, <laughs> email-wise and I really do like it. I like that you can organize things in different folders and all of that. Um, The thing that I really like about Gmail though is their schedule send. And I know lots of different email platforms like offer this, but for me, I love the way it's so easy to schedule send. You can see what's scheduled to go out, you can cancel it and move it around. Um, But one thing that I've really noticed about working from home, so whether you just work from home, work remote or own your own business, I do find that it can be really tough to set boundaries of when people can contact you, like connect with you throughout the days or weeks. And I am definitely guilty of like sometimes getting some emails done on a Saturday morning. And I don't really want people to feel like if I, um, send them an email on a weekend or late at night that like I would get back to them outside of my standard work hours. Um, if they sent me an email. So I just, I like to keep certain boundaries there, um, just for, for everybody. And I I try to do this as much as possible. Although sometimes I am guilty of not. Um, but I do find that that schedule send is so nice because it really helps you like set those boundaries a little bit more. So if you know that you answer emails between For me, it's like I try to do between nine and four every day. Like I could um, answer any email um, if, if time allows. And I don't really want to be, you know, having to reply outside of those hours. Like I've set kind of some boundaries around that um, for myself and just for everybody for communication expectations. And, um, that schedule send is so nice because it means I can schedule it to go out like that next morning, right in the morning. Um, and also just doesn't, you know, it helps to, to not have (laughs) your emails coming into people's inboxes at like late hours of the night or crazy early mornings. Um, just also for them to be able to see it uh, at times when they're at their, their inbox, um, themselves. So that schedule send feature and Google suite in general is just so, so helpful, really, Really recommend for both personal use and for uh, small business use. Okay. Next up is for the photographers or the image editors out there. Um, I use Lightroom. If, uh, if you've ever wondered what I use for my photography pieces, I do Lightroom for everything. Um, I have had Photoshop in the past, um, and I likely will end up getting it at one point again, get the both Photoshop and Lightroom together. But for right now, I actually just use Lightroom and I find it works fantastic. Um, it is an Adobe product, meaning I do subscribe to it every month. Um, but, uh, i really like it i I used to again just be a photoshop user um, and a what was the other one that they had for a long time oh i'm struggling to remember what it was called but it was kind of similar to lightroom it didn't have like quite as many of the technical aspects as photoshop did oh my gosh i'm really struggling to remember what it was called i had it years and years ago back when um adobe products were not subscriptions and you just invested in the programs was it bridge? I can't remember what it was called, but anyways, I had two other programs back when it was not a subscription and then switched to Lightroom when it became a subscription because I got a great deal on some storage and Lightroom, um, for a a monthly cost. And, um, I've been using it and I have, you know, maybe one to two shoots a month. Again, it's not like my main main focus in the business, but, um, whenever I do need photo editing for my raw images, it is phenomenal. It's such a great tool. And I actually have it on my phone as well. And I can edit photos, uh, that I have on my phone, uh, which is quite nice. I think it's a nice feature of the, the Lightroom and, and, and just the Adobe, um, products in general to have it on your phone and be able to do it to your, uh, phone photos as well. So anyway, I know I get questions about that every once in a while. So I thought I would add it to the list. Um, next up is, Speaking of images, um, my go-to stock image um, finder, and I use Unsplash uh, more than I use anything else. I do use a few other tools, but I thought I would focus on the one that I use the most and that I think is the most valuable, and that is Unsplash. So... Stock images are used for so many things. Like if you're working on a creative project for even for school or for, you know, a personal project even, um, and you want to find some stock imagery of a garden or something. Um, and then let's say you are a business and you want to get some stock images for some ads you have coming up or something like that. Stock images are expensive. Um, often, uh, if you end up buying them from like iStock or something and also can be super cheesy or like not that useful, um. And not that well done either. Like I find sometimes the stock image photographers are obviously very talented. They do extremely well. It's a very fruitful way to be a photographer for sure. But um, I do find that it can be really tricky to find like cheaper or more authentic, more like editorial style images when you're looking through stock photo libraries. And when someone recommended Unsplash to me, I went and looked and it's this really cool program where um, you can go in. And now they actually have some paid options through iStock as well that, that that will show up when you search something. So you have to kind of be careful. You have to like navigate around some of the paid areas. But if you go to the just like general space and like look through their images, um, professional photographers or um, like amateur photographers will upload their images and you can use them for free and you get their... Uh, photo credit information so you can credit them in wherever you're using it so if you're using them in a website and you have like a space on your website where you credit the photography um, you can do it that way or if you're using it in a magazine you have you know your photo credits there you credit them there but it has all the information that happens when you download it so you can credit them properly Um, but it's a really cool way for photographers to get their images out there it's really cool for if you're looking for like some kind of different stock imagery Um, it's an amazing site it's free Highly, highly recommend. I get so many amazing stock options from there uh, for like uh, projects and cool creative things and websites and all of that kind of stuff. So, uh, really, really do recommend that for imagery, um, specifically for that kind of unique stock um, bank that so many people are looking for. Cool. Another quick one, just because I kind of count this as a business tool, is Spotify. I'm obsessed with having some nice folk music on in the background when I'm doing some work, like either doing some design work or doing some copywriting, just having something kind of chill in the background is so nice. I also, of course, as you know, are, I'm an avid podcast listener. I listen to so many podcasts every single week, um, mostly because I work alone in my house and it's nice to have other voices going on and I love being entertained throughout the day. Um, so for when I'm going on my walk or when I'm making my morning coffee, I love having a podcast going. So Spotify is another one for ambiance, for tools I use every single day. That's definitely on the list. Okay, a couple other tools that are really useful. And then I'm going to get into um, extensions. That's what we will end off with. So a couple other tools that I use though are um Mailchimp is what I use for my email marketing projects and again I've used lots of different email marketing tools and some of them are better than others but as far as being a free um a free platform that has um great editing options they added a new editor in the past year um so you can edit your emails in a lot more modern way than you used to be able to and it is so nice it's um Uh, It's free for if you keep the branding, the like MailChimp branding at the bottom of your emails. And if you have under a certain number of subscribers, I think it's, I can't remember what it is, but it's like under a certain number, then you get to um, have a free account. So if you're looking for a lower cost option, um, it is really wonderful. And as I said, their editor has really improved over time. Um, And it's very simple to use. I do find like I've used different tools that are also simple to use, but I find that they really go up in price. Um, I've noticed a lot of really great editors um, for creating cool emails, except that the price is crazy or really bad editors, and then the price is free. And I'm like, this seems like a really good mix of both of those, where the editor is really good, um, but the cost is quite um, affordable, especially for small business owners. So, really do recommend that, and has great options for like tagging people for your mailing lists and having sign up forms and that kind of thing. So, I definitely do recommend I use it and often recommend it for my small, small business, um, clients or referrals that people ask for. Um, speaking of something kind of similar to that is Squarespace. Squarespace is my kind of go to email, um, not email. Oh my gosh. I was just talking about email. <laughs> my go to website platform, so Squarespace is what I have built my site on. Um, so if you go look at my site, that's um, an example of what a Squarespace site could look like. And Squarespace is again, another tool that has recently updated their editing um, backend. So if you're looking for something that has a really modern editing um, platform now, but has that lower cost and everything is included. So it's not something where you have to find your own hosting or find your own domain, provi- uh, domain provider, that kind of thing. Um, it's a really good option. Again, these these are all like very good for small business referrals or recommendations um, or for like personal projects or personal branding when you're getting started. Um, these are really, really good um, recs for that. So Squarespace is a great tool. I am hoping to expand some of my offerings because um, I do develop um, like I do design websites on uh, Squarespace for, for different businesses, but I'm hoping to eventually open up and do more design on different platforms as well. I do a lot of management for WordPress sites, but I I don't do a lot of like, uh, developing on them. Um, and so looking into doing a bit more of that, maybe a bit more on show it. So that's something I'm looking to do uh, personally to be able to offer that. But right now I just focus on Squarespace because it's such a great platform for businesses who they don't want to bring someone in to have to manage it constantly. And they want to be able to make edits pretty simply, um, and have it all just be very easy all in one place and still look super professional and be able to, um, yeah, be really branded and really, um, high quality still. So anyways, that is my website, um, suggestion and tool that I, I do use that actually all the time because my site (laughs) is on it. Um, and then the last one here, before I hop into the Chrome extensions that I use all the time, I wanted to give one last shout out to a tool that I use all the time for research and for inspiration. And that is Pinterest. And I know you're probably like, yeah, we know Pinterest is great, but let me just tell you. Pinterest is really, really good because it is a search tool. It's just a visual search tool. And it's really, really great if you're looking for information like beyond the front page of Google. So, you know, let's say you're kind of, okay, let's say, let's pick, let's pick an example. You know, I love picking an example. Let's say you're looking for information on how to decorate your patio. Let's just say that for a random example. If you go to like Google and you look that up, right, you Google a couple versions of that, you're gonna notice like the same couple sites are gonna come up and that's great. It means they're long-term reputable sites. Maybe they've paid for an ad to be on the top of Google. They have the little ad marker next to it. You might see like quite a few ads. You might see maybe only one or two. And then you'll see a lot of the same sites that give the same information. Maybe it's like Home and Garden Magazine, you'll see it pop up a bunch. Or maybe it's like Canadian Tire will pop up a bunch with ads or something. So if you want to go beyond that, if you're looking for like blog posts that really talk about it from experts, but maybe they're just not on the front page of Google, but maybe they actually have a ton more value than like these, you know, ads and a few of the top, like the, the, the number one websites for it. Um, I like going to Pinterest because you can find blogs linked really, really easily. Um, and I love learning from people who like write about it in blog format because it's often longer form content, often has like more photos, more pictures, um, more real world examples. Um, also is usually written in like a first person or is like from someone's actual experience. So if you go look up that same information on Pinterest, you're going to find like blog information about that topic or maybe more niche websites about that topic not just ads and like those top you know 3 or 4 sites that always pop up at the top with those keywords So anyways, it's a really, really great um, resource if I'm ever looking for kind of some trends or some industry, you know, information about marketing or business or copy or ads or anything like that. Um, Going to Pinterest is an awesome spot for research. Um, And then, of course, a great spot for inspiration for things like mood boards or, um, you know, ad campaigns or brands or anything like that. So I use a lot for those things. Okay, we're almost done here, folks. It's a nice long list. Um, What I wanted to touch base on is a couple of the extensions, the Chrome extensions that I use a lot that might be useful to you, might just be interesting to you. Um, The first one let's go with is... I'm just looking at my list here. First one, let's do what font, which is an extension that as you probably could guess (laughs) helps identify fonts. This is so, so helpful. I really, really like this, especially because fonts are such a cool way to like brighten up a brand or um, play with a creative project. Um, And if you see a font that you really, really like and you're like, oh, I love that. I would love to use that in the future or just know what that is. This is an extension that helps you figure that out. Um, So I use that definitely when I'm working on like new brands or new branding projects um, or even just like creative things that I want to work on that I'm like, oh, it'd be really neat to have some cool fonts for this. So I go and I find new websites and I use Pinterest (laughs) and I, I can use the extension to find out what font that is. Okay. Another one that is very similar to that is Eyedropper. It's a Chrome extension that helps you find out the exact um, hex code for uh, different colors that you find on uh, your screen. So if you're trying to find some like new palette colors for your brand or like website colors, or maybe some colors for I don't know decorating your deck like who knows (laughs) um but if you're trying to find that and you're looking for like very specific tone of blue or a very specific tone of yellow or something and you find it and then you want to know how you can like replicate it or find that in like a paint swatch or use it in your website um you can use this eyedropper tool to find it and it is really really helpful like super super useful okay Next one is, um, go full page and it's all one word, (laughs) just go full page. And this is so simple, but so cool and so important. And this is something where you click it and it just captures the entire page of that website. Like it just goes through and captures every piece of it and makes it a PNG or PDF file. So Let's say, for example, have you seen those? Like, let's say you're putting together some pins and you're trying to advertise your cool website that you've put together. And you're like, how do I show the entire website? Like, it's really, really hard because obviously you can only screen capture so much. um, And you're like, do I want it to be scrolling or do I want it to just be an image? Um, so this GoFull page does it for you is it captures the full picture of the entire web page and then you could use it as like a pin or whatever. Um, so I use it sometimes for that. Sometimes I also use it to do like before and afters of things. So if I've like redesigned a website page, I like show the before and then I show the after. So it's a really handy thing for something like that as well. The last one, last one on my list here is oh, I actually have two more. Just kidding. Um My second to last one is Grammarly. And I use this all the time. If you do not use this, it is free. It is so helpful. It's an extension. Um, You can pay for it. I've never paid for the, the paid version, but I know people who do, they seem to like it as well. And Grammarly is so awesome. It literally is just an amazing grammar uh, correction tool and it just spots all the places you are misspelling something or your grammar is slightly off or you've used this word kind of weird Um, and I just use it everywhere. I just, I I love it so much and I highly, highly recommend whether you are um, in business, in a professional space, in school, anything. It is so, so helpful. Last, last one. Here's the last one. This is what I wanted to end with is something I use all the time. It is so, so nice. And it is a screen recording tool called Loom. I've been using this for years. It's so nice. It really limits how many meetings you have to have about little things. So like, let's say I finish updating someone's LinkedIn profile. I'm like, okay, I finished updating it. I want to show them what I did. Um, But they like, they knew I was doing it. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like they knew what had to happen. They knew that I was working on it. And then now I just need to kind of show them what the finished product looks like and what the changes were made and, and what I added and what I took away and all that kind of stuff. So I literally just record the screen. So you can record just your tab um, on your um, browser, or you could record your whole screen. And then it also shows you in the little corner so they can see your face, they can hear your voice, um, or you could take that away. So it just has the screen recording. And it is so helpful because you can, as I said, like do a recording, the free version, you can do up to five minutes of recording. And I think you can do like 25 recordings. Um, and then you have to get rid of some before you do more <laughs> if you want to continue using the free version. Um, but it's really, really cool. Like sometimes I'll send something saying like, hey, I've reviewed this document. Here are my edits. Watch this video. And then once they've watched the video, they're like, thanks, that's so helpful. Dah, 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 dah. And then I, you know, a month later, I'll delete the video. So I have more space on my my library of video recordings. (laughs) Um, But it is a great tool. I really recommend whether you are trying to avoid having more meetings about like little things that could be shown in just a few minutes, whether you just really like having some sort of visual representation when you send something through. I've even gotten these as like ads, like someone will kind of send something, they'll be like, hey, we want to show you how our tool works, how it could help you in your business. And they send me a video so that I can watch it. So it's really a helpful tool in any kind of business or any kind of job, sales, marketing, um, in professional spaces where you're trying to avoid meetings, um, because obviously we have enough virtual meetings, um, <laughs> these days. So yeah, it's a really, really handy one. And I love that it's such a, um, an extensive, uh, free uh, version. Cause I know a lot of these tools that, um, it's pretty limited what you can do on their, on their free plan. And that one's really, really good. Okay. I'm done. That was a lot of chatting and I, um, I really like talking about all this stuff, actually. It's one of uh, those topics that's so fun because it, it, you just know how much it can help if someone finds the right tool or the right support that they're needing for a certain task. Um, it just can help so, so much. So I really hope you enjoyed a couple of these ideas, um, a couple of these suggestions, and um, And I uh, really, really look forward to touching base with you again next week. I hope you have a fantastic week. Um, Just stellar. (laughs) Um, I hope you read books that you like. I hope that you romanticize your life and live your main character best life this week. And I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye.